Welcome to the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. Matthew, hello. Hey, Adam. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Very well, thank you. Very well. Um, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Well, thank you for inviting me. Um, a little bit of context for you. Um, the, the podcast is about happiness. Yeah, good start. And it is a very good start. And the whole idea behind the podcast is A, to have a positive conversation out there in the world during these crazy times of coronavirus. Yeah. Uh, but also to maybe not redefine happiness, but maybe come up with a real-life, multidimensional, organic definition of happiness rather than just having the dictionary definition of happiness. Yeah, I love that. Um, I've never looked at the dictionary definition of you. I've not, no. <laughs> I'm going to check it out now. I've purposefully not looked at it because I don't want to have any preconceived ideas. <laughs> um, good way, good way of doing it. Yes. Um, just for a little bit of context um, for the listeners, um, I was wondering if you could possibly kick us off with um, a little bit of um, a bit of a background as to who you are, uh, what sort of things you're doing, um, and all that jazz, really. Yeah, yeah. And how long, um, Adam, how long do you um, plan to um, record for? So the, the podcast so far last have lasted for about half an hour. Cool. Sounds good. And um, do we just go through beginning to end or do you edit or do you just do, we, you, do you intro it and we just go? How does that work? Straight through. Straight Brilliant. through. I prefer it that way. Uh, so, yeah. Um, who is Matthew Phelan? Brilliant. So if we start, is this, sorry, if we started? Yes. <laughs> oh, wicked. Cool. Can we start again? Sorry, I was, um, I, <laughs> I was grabbing my coffee and then I was like, I don't know the answer to that question. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so just as a bit of an introduction for the listeners, um, I was just wondering if you could uh, let us know who you are, um, sort of the things that you're doing, Maybe it's around happiness and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And then um, all that kind of jazz, really. Brilliant. Cool. Sounds good. Over to you, Adam. Uh, so, obviously, I know a little bit about about yourself and the, the um, happiness index. Um, I was just wondering if you could possibly um, give us a, a brief explanation of of what the happiness index is and why it was set up and the sort of things that you do. Yeah. Um, thanks Adam. So the happiness index is, um, it's a modern version of an employee engagement platform. Um, we felt I was running a company and as we were growing, like when you're, when you're 10, 15 people, below the Dunbar, Dunbar number of 100 or so, Adam, it's, it's easier to understand how your people are feeling. Yeah. And um, because you might know them all by name and so on and so on. But as you scale and as you're trying to be CEO of a business, you can lose touch about how people feel. Um, 
So we looked out in the market to find something uh, to do that, but there wasn't anything there. It was all very, um, all very, I'll call it rational and academic, which rational academic is important, uh, but needs to be part of a story, not the story. So we built an internal tool called the Happiness Index to see how our employees and customers were feeling. And then all our customers in, in what was a, our marketing agency that we were building and scaling started asking us for that technology. And then I convinced uh, my best mate to quit his job um, and to, to found the Happiness Index as a, as a company. And then a few years later, after we'd sold the, the marketing agency, my other business partner, Chris, and I joined, joined the Happiness Index full time. I see. I think that's really, really important to try and work out what your employees or your colleagues are feeling because you, you can then tailor how you manage, how you approach them in a more bespoke and personal way. Exactly, exactly Adam. And, and that's, it's funny, we were talking about what the definition of happiness is, weren't we? And I think you're right not to look up the Oxford Dictionary version of it because, I mean, we ask millions of people on a daily basis how they feel through the platform. Um, and what I can tell you is that happiness is different for every single person. Yeah. Um, and what makes you happy and what makes me happy is different. There are themes which help us group and plan, for example, HR strategy. Um, but ultimately, every single, I mean, even on our Instagram page, I, there's me asking probably, I don't know, 50 to 100. If I meet someone um, in the world when I could actually leave my house, I do ask them what makes them happy. And, and if they're comfortable, I record it and put it on our Instagram page. And every single one of those videos is different. I'd, re I'd recommend just taking a couple of minutes to watch a few. I completely agree. Obviously, you're, this, this podcast is episode number 30 of the happiness podcast and similar to what you've just said there in terms of the 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 how of happiness so the actual thing that we do to create our happiness is different but yeah. um like you say there are sort of themes that do emerge so people might say it ver like differently but the themes are, are, are quite similar. Yeah. And let's take, let's take, this is, as you say, Adam, this is about positivity, but let's take something that's negative that's happened recently. And let's think about it, about, I always think it's about taking bad things and, and thinking how you can learn from it. So if you take, there's a poor girl got murdered um, on Clapham Common recently. Don't know if you've read about it in the press, Adam. Um, I've, yeah, I have. Yes. Yeah, so it's a really sad story. But out, out of that story, what has come is lots of women sharing, in, including women that I know and respect, many examples of how they felt unsafe. For example, walking home after work. Um, so I just bring that point up because safety um, is, is one element of, of, of the, that we all need. Um, and once we've got that foundation of all the basics, then things like happiness, um, come more easily to us. But in our data, one of the broadest, starkest pieces is men are happier at work than women overall. But once you hear us hear stories like that, you start to suddenly realize how much stuff impacts happiness because 
I don't know what your commute used to be or is like, but I've never, I've never feared for my safety on, on the way home from work because it was dark. Um, but suddenly hearing those stories made me think about the importance of safety. So I was just taking a negative example, Adam, and, and showing how we can all learn from those stories, which is why I meant the bit about academia at the beginning. Academic, a- academia and data is only one po- po- part of all of this. Stories and tori- storytelling, like your podcast, is, is a really powerful and important point. Yeah, I think, and I think that's one of the things that we're trying to get across with the podcast is that happiness is a real life experience. Yeah. Um, and it is something similar to what your guys are doing at the happiness index is, you know, we need, it's something we need to talk about a lot. Yeah. But not necessarily about what happiness is, but what, what goes into it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to ask you a question. Um, and it's it's quite a simple question to ask, but is is, is quite a um, I won't say a difficult question to answer, but it's quite a, a thought provoking question. So the question is simply, what does happiness mean to you? Oh, it's it's good to have the tables turned on me, Adam, because I'm always asking people this. <laughs> um, for me, um. And I think that's how we got in touch, Adam. I've, I've written a book on our data and stories called Freedom to Be Happy. Yeah. And the reason it's called Freedom to Be Happy is my main theme and my main thing is freedom. Um, so if I feel free at work, in my relationships, at home, I feel happy. If I ever feel restricted, my I feel my happiness drop really quickly. So there's loads of other stuff in there like family, football, sport. Um, I knew I had this podcast with you, Adam. So just before the podcast, I went for a run so that I was in a good shape for you. Um, but freedom is the is the number one thing that comes out for me that I that when you say that, that's the picture that comes into my head. Over the course of the last 29 podcasts, um, I've spoken with a variety of different, um, variety of different people from... Um, a whole host of different um, backgrounds. So I've had um, the first one was uh, a celebrity from Strictly Come Dancing. I've had mental health nurses, um, people who have suffered with depression, alcoholism, grandparents, you name it. And all of those podcasts, similar to what you guys are doing with your happiness index, is I've been able to extract some some themes mm. from what people have said. And one thing that, that really struck me uh, about what you've just said about freedom is uh, one of the um, themes is happiness needs to be authentic. And what I mean by that is similar to what you were saying there about freedom is that happiness needs to be authentic to us. Yeah. Um, one thing that, that did stand out is you, you you mentioned a lot of different things that that kind of go into your your happiness in terms of football and going for a run and your family and all this that and the other. Um, 
what are your thoughts on the the age-old phrase of variety is the spice of life? Oh, um, I think it comes... This is why we use a lot of neuroscience, Adam, as in it comes down to the different individuals. Like, for me, uh, in variety is important. But I know some people that that love to just go deep, really deep into one or two subjects, and that's what makes them happy. So... At the happiness index, we, we have, our vision is something we call freedom to be human. So for some people that may be variety, for some people that may not. I think exactly how you started by saying we shouldn't try and get a definition of happiness. We shouldn't try and like force a, a view on others, which is, I'll give you, um, if you, have you heard of a business called Pimlico uh, Plumbers, Adam? Yes, yes. I met the uh, the CEO of Pimico Plumbers on stage. We were on a panel together and I asked him what makes him happy, same question. And he said to me, what makes me happy is when it rains loads and everyone's drains get blocked up. Um, so my plumbers get called out um, and I can uh, pay everyone's wages. <laughs> so it was the most honest, authentic answer that I think I'd ever had to that question. Um, so I, I, for me personally, variety is the spice of life is, is very, very important, but I don't, uh, but I do believe that that may not be the case for everyone else. Okay. Um, do you think that happiness is impacted on by our social network? So in terms of the people that we surround ourselves with. I mean, so the book that I was talking about, Freedom to be Happy, the tagline, Adam, is the business case for happiness. If you take the happiness index data from 90 different countries and then you rank these themes, the number one, um, so we call them drivers of happiness, like what drives happiness. Um, the number one thing that comes out, um, it's not offices, it's not Google it's not iPhones. It's not. Uh, it's not anything that you can buy. It's um, relationships. So, absolutely, it does. Um, and I think one of our cornerstone things within what we call the happiness and community, the happiness and humans community, is that it's kind of a myth that we um, that we think that human beings are rational and. There's, and, and it's a myth that we are individuals on our own in life. We are so interconnected. Um, so, yeah, to, I can't even remember the question other than our happiness is definitely independent on other, It is dependent on others. We do need to take control of our own happiness, um, which I need to separate from mental health for important reasons. Um, but, yeah, absolutely impacted by others, Adam. So do you think it's a case of... Although our own personal happiness is specific and authentic to us, having other people around us who are also, um, for want of a better way of putting it, happy people, almost motivates us to continue to be happy. Um, well, I think if we look at some Sonia Lemersky's research that shows 50% of our, our happiness is from our DNA, 40% is the way that we think, um, and 10% is our circumstances, which we can't control. So if you take Winnie the Pooh, Adam, um, there's two characters in that. Are you a Winnie the Pooh fan, Adam? 
I absolutely love Winnie the Pooh. Good. <laughs> so do I. Um, and so do my children. Um, so Tigger, um, who's obviously bouncy and really happy all the time, um, is probably fifty. Is probably uh, DNA is probably more of a positive mindset. And Eeyore, who's unhappy um, or, or more pessimistic, fifty percent of that probably comes from the DNA. Forty percent is the way we think, and obviously that can. That's where I think leadership and management comes in. That's where a leader or a manager can help their team believe that they can succeed and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but also, I don't think we should get into the habit of thinking we shouldn't spend time with Eeyore um, just because Eeyore is a pessimist um, and could be deemed as someone who's unhappy um, because you get into the into what, what I would call um, toxic positivity where you're forcing people to be happy or telling people to cheer. Have you ever told anyone to cheer up, Adam? You know, strangely enough, through the through the course of this podcast, I've obviously had a chance to reflect, and there have been times in the past where I've I've said to people, "Oh, come on, cheer up! It'll be it'll get better." Yeah. And as a result of this, having done this podcast, one thing I've I've, I've come to realise, like you were saying, it's okay to not be okay sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And it's a case of when you are having one of those kind of down moments, sort of be present in it, but also know that at some point a happiness moment will come. Yeah. And that's, and that Adam is belief, isn't it? And that's the difference. And, and I think that I've been on the same journey as you, which is I, I am, I am definitely more Tigger in my, in my, in just in my DNA. I am a positive person, but I have learned, uh, myself that actually uh, so I see all emotions as, as data points so when you're unhappy sitting with it and trying to understand why you're unhappy is really important trying to change it just doesn't work it's I, I, I see my mood more like surfing now which is this is just what it is um, and I understand my drivers that like, I knew going for a run this morning would put me in a, in a good shape to speak to you Adam but I don't try and fight fight the moods now. If if I'm feeling down or I'm feeling up, I just surf with it and go with it. And I think I think that's one of the key things that a lot of people don't actually realise is that happiness isn't a constant state. Yeah, you know it do, it, it does fluctuate, um, and it's it's it, like you say it's more about just accepting where you are on that on that journey yeah and i think a psychiatrist told me adam that if someone was happy all the time that would be as a severe uh, mental issue as someone who's unhappy all the time so yeah um it's important that that, that we understand it fluctuates and not to get unhappy because you're unhappy it's the, the then that's a downward spiral isn't it but once you understand this fluctuates and, and that's why I said at the beginning we need to make a distinction on mental health and happiness because if someone um I think the de definition and I'm not a mental health expert but I think the definition of clinical depression is when your mood stays low for a consecutive period of time and that's where you need to seek medical help so and that's why people who have got mental health issues get speak out about being told to cheer up if you've got a mental health issue because that isn't that isn't going to work if someone's just in a bad mood. 
but it's certainly if certain people are in a certain state where they need to to seek medical help um, and going for a run or whatever can't shift that Um, and I believe that's to do with uh, chemical imbalances and so on but again I don't want to pretend to be an expert in something that I'm not Adam but I do think it's important that anyone listening that's that maybe have had a low period of time for a, a long, a consecutive periods of days, then then maybe go and speak to someone that's an expert in that area. Um, episode three of the podcast was with a family member of mine um, who used to be who used to, work, used to work for British Transport Police, yeah. and one of the the quotes from his podcast that stuck with me is. Um, the quote is, um, the mind is like a parachute. It doesn't work if it's not open. Yeah, love that. I've never heard that before. That's that's a beautiful image to keep in your head, isn't it? And I think, yeah, I think um, trying to keep that in your, in your mind, mm. the, trying to keep your mind as open as possible to as much as possible. Yeah. And not, and not, shutting up shop when you know things get a bit tough you know be open to it i think um, i think you know if you do you know uh, satya nadella the ceo of microsoft at all um not personally but yeah sorry that's what i meant that's what yeah. <laughs> it would be great if you did know him. i don't know him personally either but i think he just had an anniversary of when he joined microsoft and obviously he's sort of really really transformed that I think they've done time six growth in time in his in his tenureship of CEO and I think that was his main message which is to the employees when he joined which is we need to move from we are the experts mindset to we are here we're here to learn and develop because that that's what I take from that point is when you're open and your mind's open you can develop and move forward so, so much more I is, is is that kind of what what your family member meant, or have I misinterpreted that? Yeah, you're completely right. You know, it's it's if you if your mind is open to different experiences, good or bad, you will learn something from it. So therefore, you have you've grown. Yeah, love that. Yeah, and um, a friend of mine who works um, in. Uh, working with startup companies said that um, if you stand still, you're going backwards. Yeah. So if, if you can keep your mind open and continue to learn new things, irrelevant to the situation, you are moving forward. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So, so important to think like that. Adam. And, and, you know, if, if your mind is closed to different scenarios or, different situations then you're effectively choosing to stand still I was, so therefore you're not becoming um i don't want to say a better person but you're not developing yourself yeah I, and adam i like you i started the, the happiness in humans podcast and i and i was talking to someone about a podcast but it's a question for you really to flip it back and i've started to say to people i would start a podcast even if you don't publish the episodes because once or twice a week, I get to just sit and ask questions to an expert in a particular field. Um, and it's just become the greatest learning. My, my own podcast become the greatest learning experience for myself. Um, I don't know if you found that, like it's become your opportunity to 
to, to just meet different people from different backgrounds and, and listen. Have, have you found that, Adam? The, it's quite interesting that because um, I started the podcast, I, I can remember the date, it was the 15th of January this year, it was a Friday afternoon, and I took the decision I was going to make a podcast because I wanted to learn how to do something yeah, new. Yeah, brilliant. And my podcasting experience is listening to them on Spotify. Yeah. And so I thought, and a few of my friends have their own podcasts, so I thought, well, you know, let's let's learn something new. Um, I thought, well, you know, if I, if I can get six episodes recorded, um, that'll be a great little series. I'll be happy yeah. with that. And, you know, I think with, with, with the whole global pandemic at the moment, let's talk about something positive and, you know, what's more positive than, than happiness. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, this is episode 30. Wow. I've, I've gone above and beyond what I wanted to achieve. But it, it, it's quite interesting. Obviously, I have a lot of – spoken to a lot of different people um, about the same topic – but I've had 30 different responses. Totally. And that's what's intrigued me. That's what's um, allowed me to continue because I want to keep knowing what people think. Yeah, totally. And, and, it, and it, it, it just like, a, it's a journey, isn't it? What One podcast leads you to the next one. So it's that's such an inspirational story though, Adam, for anyone listening to, to, to you just wanted to learn something new to where you've gone with it. So, yeah, that's, I mean, it's amazing to hear, Adam. It's inspirational. Um, final question. Um, and I think this could be quite an interesting answer based on the stuff that you guys do at the Happiness yeah. Index. What advice would you give to, to people, to the listeners, about happiness? Oh, it's really, I mean, that is a really good question, Adam. I think, I think with everything in life, you've, happiness comes from respecting yourself. Sorry, the, the basis, you've got, if you're own happiness, you've got to start by respecting yourself. Um, and I think once you start respecting yourself, you'll start to see things in your life that may be making yourself happy or unhappy, and you'll start to notice patterns. You might have a boss, you might have a partner, you might be married, you might have a brother or sister or brother-in-law that is not treating you in the right way. Um, and that doesn't mean that you have to start World War Three and go and knock all these people out of your life. But I think once you start to respect yourself, you can then go and have conversations um, to, to potentially move stuff forward. So I think everything comes from that, Adam, and I think... Um, 13 years ago, I started um, uh, with my coach, Clive Highland, who's a, a neuroscientist. So like yourself, I'm always trying to learn and develop. So I'm into my football. So I thought, if I'm going to run a business, I was 25 years old at the time, uh, let's get a coach. Because I thought, well, that's what happens in football. That was my point of reference. So I had a coach. And, and I thought when I got a coach, a business coach, the first thing we would talk about is business strategy. And the first lesson that Clive taught me was listen to your body. So I think if you combine that respect of yourself and then start to monitor when you're around people, do when you're around that person, do you feel happier? Do you feel unhappier? Do you feel threatened? Do you feel safe? Are you laughing? Uh, are you enjoying yourself? When you 
know that you've got a Zoom call in with person Z, does that make you feel in fear? Um, and I think a lot of that, Adam, just starts from respecting yourself. Uh, there's a difference between, uh, there's a good difference between arrogance and confidence. Confidence is believing in yourself and respecting yourself. Arrogance is telling someone you're better than someone else. Um, so I just want to make that distinction. But all I would say is for people to respect themselves and, and listen to their body, it's got this amazing ability to give you data um, on how people in your life are making you feel. So it goes back to that relations, relationship part, Adam. I was reading an article this morning um, about uh, Aristotle and in one of his, his, his publications, um, Aristotle set about to try and answer the question, what is the ultimate purpose of human mm. existence? So basically, what is the meaning yeah. of life? And Aristotle's argument was that we should try and seek something out for the sake of seeking something yeah. out and seeking something out for the for something yeah. else. For example, you know, we have to work to pay the yeah. bills. But we should be happy for the sake of being yeah. happy. And I think that's one of the key things that I've taken from what you've just said there is it's about you. You should do it for what you want rather than trying to, like you say, be, be arrogant with it. You don't need to, to, to boast about being yeah. happy. Just be happy for it. Yeah, being happy. But, but, and, and then on the flip side, but don't let yourself, don't let people put you down just because you want to change. So it's like podcasts and stuff like that. You probably, you probably had six people might support you doing it, Adam, but you might have a couple of mates that you used to go down the pub with that take the mickey out of it, out of you. And and if people don't, uh, maybe I'm judging your mates there, Adam. Um, but if you don't respect yourself in the first place, you'll get a little bit of wind will stop you from doing these new things that could ultimately make you happy. And it, and if you're happier, you're in a better position to make other people around yourself happy. And it's, it's like when we used to get on flights back in the day, they would say, if the plane's about to go down, put your gas mask on your, or your oxygen mask before the people around you. Um, so I think just understanding what's going on in your own life is a, is a, is a good starting point. Completely agree. Completely agree. Um, you mentioned that you have a happiness podcast. I don't know if you want to give that a bit of a bit of a plug. Yeah, for it's um, so it's called Happiness in Humans. Um, if you enjoy Adam's podcast, you should hopefully enjoy it too. Um, it's a mix of minds focused on um, finding uh, three types of people: storytellers um, on happiness, uh, which Adam is one. Um, and I'd love you to come on, Adam, if you, I'm asking you live, so I won't ask you to answer that question now. Um, storytellers like Adam who are discovering what's going on from a story perspective. Uh, research and data people. So, like, there's an episode on, on how soil makes you happy, which is just my favourite episode, and why it makes you happy, so the science behind it. And then practitioners, so people on the front line that are working with thousands of staff every day and, they're, and they're, they're, they're working on how they can make them happier and perform better at work. So it's kind of, I think arguments and debates are all around. You've got to come like, you've got to combine philosophy, data, science and, pra 
uh, practitioners all into one. So, yeah, if anyone wants to listen, let us know. Fabulous. And I'll answer to your question, Matthew, I'd love to be a guest on Happiness. I thought, Adam, it might be nice to recap what you've learned on your journey because I think that'd be it's a really nice way maybe come on talk about what you've learned from your listeners if you're up for that that'd be fantastic yeah definitely well let me know some dates after this Adam and we'll book it in we'll be in touch I'll get in touch Matthew it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today um thank you very much for your your input it's been really interesting yeah, well thanks adam and, and, and good luck with this podcast i'm really um impressed with what you're doing excellent thank you very much Matthew. Yeah, cheers, adam. all the best cheers thank you thanks for listening to the pursuit of happiness podcast come back next time for more conversation about happiness